Welcome to Asbury United Methodist Church. My name's Pastor Will. Thanks for joining our podcast. This is where you'll be able to find all of our sermons, as well as special devotionals and interviews. We hope these messages inspire hope and bring support as you grow on your journey of faith. If you have any questions, or if you want further conversation, or if you simply like what you hear, connect with Asbury through our Facebook page or by checking our website at asburymaitland.org. Well, today we are going to be talking about rejoicing. And to lead us into this, I want to ask you all a question. What's some of the best news that you all have ever received? Shout it out. Birth, Birth, childbirth, okay. The addition to a family. What else? Salvation. Salvation. A great, a great, yeah, wonderful news. What else? Marriage. Good health, redemption, Redemption. friends. You know, there's so many different areas in where we receive good news in different parts of life. You know, I think back on it, like, what exactly makes good news good? Is it because it's unexpected? Is it a surprise? You know, I think about those commercials. I don't even remember what they're for, but they used to like show up to people's houses, like give them a big check, like show up at their door and like, hey, you got this big check and they just give them a bunch of money. What was that? Yeah, yeah, they just show up like, yeah, I'd be pretty excited too. That's some good news. Show up in my house with a big check. You know, you think about this other stuff. Maybe it is a medical related news. You're fearing the worst and you get a call. Hey, you're cancer-free. Congratulations. You know, I think back on some of the good news that I've got in my life, one of which was uh, Alicia when she said yes, when I asked her to marry me. Took a couple times, but no. Um, That was some of the best news I've ever received. Uh, I think back on when Duke Divinity called me and they said, Will, we'd love you, we'd love to have you um, here at Duke Divinity School studying with us. I think about when Alicia told me that we were pregnant for the first time. I remember exactly where I was. I was washing dishes, and I could kind of tell she was behind me. It's like she came up and kind of tears in her eyes, and she said it with like an upward inflection. She goes, we're, we're pregnant? And I didn't, know, I, I didn't know how to respond. I was like, is that, is that, are we? And it ended up obviously being wonderful news. Another one is being appointed here at Asbury. Pastor Chris and I had had a conversation. We had looked at the church. We had gone online. We'd even checked out the Maitland area. And we were so excited. And I was waiting, waiting, waiting for the phone call. And it just hadn't come. And I thought, I I, I just don't think it's happening. I'm sorry, Alicia. But then getting that call late one night, being on the phone and just trying to play it cool, you know, the DS called me. She said, hey, Will, I just wanted to let you know you've been appointed Asbury UMC. I was like, so. You know, this was, this was good news because it was unexpected. It was maybe something we had thought of the worst. I'm really good at coming up with the worst in scenarios. And so getting this good news from Duke, from my wife, from my DS, all these things were wonderful news. Thinking back on all these different things, even as great as they were, 
I don't think they compare to the good news that the people of Israel received when they had a visit from the angels to say a savior has been born because things were not going well for them. We just sang, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. This is one of my favorite hymns. It's growing on me over the years. It used to be one of my favorites. Okay, it was a good one. But the more I learn, the more I learn about the struggles of the people of Israel, it's just that much more poignant to the point. We sang one through three. Here's verse six that's a little bit less known. It says this, O come, O bright and morning star, bring us comfort from afar. Dispel the shadows of the night and turn our darkness into light. Verse 7 says this, O come, O king of nations, bind in one the hearts of all mankind. Bid all your sad divisions cease and be yourself our king of peace. You know, not only in the lyrics do we hear kind of the sadness of what's going on to these people, but even in the chords, it's kind of set in that minor, almost a little bit more haunting. So it kind of really sets the tone. Yeah, things weren't going well for the people. Psalm 88 is another description of how bad things were going. This was written by Heman. Or Heman. This was an advisor to King David. And this person who wrote this was described as someone who was wise and talented and accomplished, a blessed man. So needless to say, things were seemingly well for this person, but you can hear just the sadness, the loneliness, the despair in Psalm 88. We're going to start with verses 13. It says, O Lord, I cry out to you. I will keep on pleading day by day. O Lord, why do you reject me? Why do you turn your face from me? I've been sick and close to death since my youth. I stand helpless and desperate before your terrors. Your fierce anger has overwhelmed me your terrors have paralyzed me. They swirl around like floodwaters all day long. They have engulfed me completely. You have taken away my companions and loved ones. Darkness is my closest friend. I think of Simon and Garfunkel when I read that last line there. Sound of silence. Darkness is my closest friend. And this was somebody who was pretty well-to-do. Described as accomplished and blessed, but still you could sense the loneliness, the despair, the darkness in the hymn and the songs. And then the good news came. It finally came. Apostle Paul in Galatians 4, 4, he says, but when the right time came, God sent his son. The Israelites, they had been feeling beat up. They had been scattered. Yes, they came back to Israel, but things just weren't the same for them. They still hadn't gotten things fully pulled together. It had been almost 400 years or more since they had heard from God. And they're thinking, I think that's it. I think that was the last we heard from God. We're kind of on our own now. So that good news came in such despair, ramping up how wonderful it was. And I think, again, referencing O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, just that point where we get to the chorus and we sing, rejoice, rejoice, rejoice. And this is the good news that was brought to them. The gospel, Jesus, the Christmas story in Luke 2. It says, suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. 
I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people, the Savior. Yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. This is the word of God for us, the people of God, to which we say, Thanks be to God. When you think back on the good news you've received, when somebody tells us something maybe we're unexpecting, we're not expecting, or it's unexpected news, we don't have to be told to rejoice, right? You know, Alicia didn't come in and say, hey, 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 we're having a kid. Celebrate. This is your time. This is your moment. Yes, I'll marry you. Okay, get up. You know, this is the moment. This is just something that should just naturally flow out of us. When we receive this good news, it should just become a part of us. The shepherds, in the same way, they couldn't contain it. They went. They ran back to the village, and they started telling people. I think of, there was a story when I was over in Germany. I did kind of a work-study program. Who all has been to Germany? Anybody been over there? Got a couple people? Well, we went to some of the country, the hillside, where it's kind of that rolling hills, and we were out kind of just doing a hike. It was a beautiful day. The sun was out. It's probably about 70 degrees. It wasn't very chilly. And all of a sudden, we felt like these little drops hitting us. But it wasn't rain. It was solid. And it ended up, it was hail. And this isn't hail that damages cars and homes and everything else like that. This is like hail that's like the sonic ice, like the little nugget ice that's really good and crunchy. And it just started pouring out on us. And I remember I just started giggling like a little baby. Like I I couldn't help myself. I was so overwhelmed seeing this ice just like pour down upon us. It was something I couldn't control. I do the same thing when I go on roller coasters. Pastor Chris knows this. It's embarrassing. I just giggle like a little kid. I can't help it. I'm having so much fun. I'm rejoicing. I'm overwhelmed. And this is what happened with the shepherds. And this is how our lives should be. Just like the Israelite people, just like the shepherds, our lives should be overwhelming with this joy. And it should tell the story of the rejoicing. In Philippians 4, the Apostle Paul writes, Always be full of the joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. So much of my life, I find myself worrying about what's happening next, what's coming next. Failing to really embrace the joy that is available to me, that is available to us. There's a pastor in Brooklyn, New York. His name is Rich Viadois, and he has this quote that I think really wraps up our focus. And it says, what if at the end of history, the question God asks us is not whether we abstain from sin. What if the question is, did you enter into the joy that was available to you? And I'm not saying that we shouldn't focus on staying away from sin, but instead, what about the joy that is available to us? John 10.10, Jesus' words say, I have come to bring you life and life to the fullest. The angels say, I have come to bring you news of great joy. This good news has come to us today on Christmas. And last but not least, yes, this was good news, 
but I think the best part about it is that it is so much better when it includes other people. When we go with others, when others get to come along as well. In Titus, verses 11 through 14, the second chapter, it says, For the grace of God has been revealed, bringing salvation to all people, not just some, all people. And we are instructed to turn from godless living and sinful pleasures. We should live in this world with wisdom and righteousness and devotion to God, while we look forward with hope to that wonderful day when the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ will be revealed. He gave his life to free us from every kind of sin, to cleanse us and to make us his very own people, totally committed to doing good deeds. This is great news. The gospel of Jesus Christ, the light of the world that has come to free us from the darkness, to light our past, to offer forgiveness of sins and everlasting life. It's not just for me, it's for everybody. It wasn't just for the Israelites, it's for everybody. And that's what makes it such great news. On my iPhone, it pops up every so often, and it says, you know, it, it puts together these little montages of videos of maybe years past. And one popped up just the other day, and it said, a look back on this day five years ago. And it was actually a memory of Alicia and I when we were celebrating our honeymoon in Florence, Italy. Here we are, we've got the famous bridge in the back, background, Ponte Vecchio. And I just think about that, I said, man, take me back. I said, no, take us back. I don't want to go alone. I want to go with her. I want to share in that memory with her. That's what made it so special. Sure, I can buy a plane ticket and go over there by myself, but I want to go with her. And even more so now, I want to go with Liam. And then in a couple months, when our second child's here, I want to go with him too. I want us to go together. The good news that is offered to us, it's for everybody, not just a select group of people. And that's what makes that news even better. So friends, the good news has come. We're no longer living in darkness, but instead rejoicing in the light of the world that has come in the form of a baby, Jesus, for all of us. So I say again, rejoice, rejoice for us, a child is born. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. God, we give you so much thanks that this is good news for everyone, for all people, not just some, not just the well-to-do, but everyone. God, I would pray that on this Christmas, this chilly morning, that we would know that we are loved so much by you, that you would come to us in the form of a baby to set us free so that we may know love in a more deep and full way. We thank you. For it's in your name we pray. Amen.